welcome to Healthy Perspectives with Jeremiah, a podcast that brings you current social and cultural issues through a clinical lens. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are going into segment number two. You know, historically, I have not been able to stick with doing these uh, those weekly segments and stuff like that, but I'm going to really give this one a go. Hopefully, it'll work out well for, for me and for all of you. It is the second go titled, You're the Problem. Now, that's not because I want to tell you that you're the problem. It's because... I want to share with you ways to make sure you're not the problem. So this week, as we've talked uh, this entire week about manipulation quite a bit, well, today I'm going to keep that theme and we're going to empathize from that viewpoint, from that right in that spot. Today, I want to show you how this works when we infuse empathy as well. Okay, so it's going to be empathy training, just like segment one called You're the Problem, but it's going to probably come across a little bit different. Again, uh, stick with me. I think it's I think it's going to be a good ride. And remember, if you can't see the other side, if I present something and you're like, I don't know, Jeremiah, I don't think I see it like that. That's fine. I'm not judging you. But you might be the problem. So keep that in mind. All right. Today's clip is, oh man, it's going to be a good one. I think it's a good one. It is a short, uh, I think two minute or so clip from The Office. I found this clip on YouTube and I'm going to play it. But remember, we're not doing this just for comedic effect. We are doing this to learn a lesson. So in this particular clip, we've got Michael, Jim, and Dwight all sitting at a table, Michael setting the stage. Michael is convinced that he has to teach Dwight how to finish a sale. All right. Now, if you've ever seen The Office, it is quite funny, but I want you to stick with me because I'm not going to do this as like comedy session, although I hope you're laughing at parts of it. I'm doing this because I want you to think and listen, to try not to take sides. That's going to be tough to do because as it gets funny and as they manipulate emotion, there's going to be a tendency, a a pull, a magnetic pull for you to take a side of sorts. And if you do that, that's okay. But understand that in that moment, that is where you and become the problem. All right. So keep that in mind as you watch or listen, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share that particular screen with you. And we, I got to make sure I turn the sound on so y'all can hear it. I've done that wrong before, and I don't want to get that wrong right now. So you should now be able to see this screen. I'm going to hit play your job. Listen, but don't take a side. Okay. No matter how funny it is, no matter who you think is right or wrong, 
don't take a side. That's your goal. All right, here we go. Here's going to happen. I am going to have to fix you, manage you to on a more personal scale, a, a more micro form of management. Jim, what is that called? Micro Jimin. Boom. Yes. Now, Jim is going to be the client. Dwight, you're going to have to sell to him. Okay. You just heard Michael saying, I am going to have to fix you. All right. We're already making some assumptions here. Be careful. Keep that in mind. I will probably hit that in the empathy section. Okay. Without being aggressive, hostile, or difficult. Let's go. All right. Fine. Bring, bring. Hello. Hello. This is Dwight Schrute from the Dunder Mifflin Paper Company. Wow. That's great because I need paper. Excellent. Then you are in luck because we are having a limited time offer only on everything. Wow. This is my lucky day. Ask him his name. What is your name, sir? I am Bill Butlicker. Really? That's your real name? How dare you? My family built this country, by the way. Be respectful, Dwight, please. Uh, yes, Michael. Could you hold on one second? That's my other line. What? No, but I... Okay. They have infused emotion of a certain kind. Now, this week, I've been talking a lot about anger. Anger being a doorway to create fear. And fear being that thing that stops us in our tracks. So let's see how this plays out. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just on the phone with this stupid salesman. He's so dumb. Probably just going to keep him on the line forever and not buy anything. <laughs> okay. It's up to you to change his mind. Sorry. That was a family emergency. Oh, no. What's wrong? You know what? That's private. Boundaries, Dwight. Come I'm, on. I'm sorry, Mr. Butler. As I was saying, sorry, we're having a limited... Speak up a little bit louder. I'm hard of hearing. He's hard if he's an old man. Okay. So. As I was saying, right now, yeah, we are having... talk louder. Okay. Our prices have never been lower. Son, you have Sorry. to talk louder. Never been lower. Louder, I, son! Butlicker! Our prices have never been lower! Stop it. That is totally inappropriate. <laughs> you never yell at the client. You now never you yell listen at the to client. me, sir. Here we go. The three words I would describe you as is aggressive, yes. hostile, and definitely difficult. Please, Mr. Butlicker. I'm irate right give now. Give me the phone. Please give me He's another irate. chance. Give me the phone. Mr. Butlicker. Give me the phone. I have to put you. Okay. For those of you who have stuck with this so far, in this moment, you saw right there as Jim was pointing out, he's angry. Now, I know this is a scene from a show, but I really want to draw you to the anger being a way for manipulation to occur. Okay? Pay attention to that as we go forward in the next step. What's wrong with my boss? Well, I should hope so. Who is this? Hello, this is Michael Scott, regional manager. Well, this is William M. Butlicker. Hello, Mr. Butlicker. How may we help you? Michael, I like the sound of your voice. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy $1 million worth of paper products today. <laughs> See how it's done? Thank you very much, sir. I don't think you'll regret it. You are the master. There is one condition, Michael. Yes. You have to fire the salesman that treated me so terribly. Don't do it, Michael. <laughs> okay. All right. For those of you who got done watching that with me, thank you for sticking it through. I am going to leave that. Obviously, it ended, and we are going to move on to phase two, which is the empathy training portion.
So for those of you who are watching, if you were laughing, I totally get it. I laughed hysterically the very first time. Uh, I still chuckle, uh, smirk, smile, even though I know exactly what's going to happen because it's quite comical. And what's funny about it is the emotion that's being used in it. That emotion, it makes it, it makes it feel relational and tangible. And in this case, it makes it feel kind of dirty and mean. And there's, there's some comedy moment in that. So I want to go back and I want to say, how well did you maintain the I'm not taking a side? Now, some of you are probably going, well, I mean, it was just a video clip or an audio clip. I mean, yeah, I mean, but when you started to laugh, and you started to side with one person or another because it happened. If you're not, well, first of all, like if you're not admitting that that happened, you're not being very realistic to your own experience probably. And remember, being in reality is the most important place to be. It's super easy to want to be in this fantasy world, this place that is of my own creation where I am God and I can decide if I have a feeling or not. But in reality, you don't always decide. You balance your emotion with your thought, but you don't always decide your emotion. Sometimes your emotion percolates from a place that's not in your thoughts. And when that happens, you got to be honest about it. So please be honest about it. But today, we're going to do the empathy part. I want to start with Jim. Let's start with Jim. Jim is the uh, Mr. Buttlicker. I know this made me say that. Okay. Uh, Mr. Buttlicker is, is called, and he is uh, the, the one who could potentially buy a bunch of paper. And at the end, he says, I will buy a bunch of paper because Michael... You, your voice sounds great. And Michael's like, yes, I'm the best salesperson in the world, right? You saw that at the end or heard that at the end. Well, Jim started the call and created this name on purpose as a way of sort of messing with Dwight. That's kind of funny because they are in the same room, kind of like when he put him on hold, kind of funny because they are actually in the same room. And even though you would normally not be able to hear the other conversation in this particular scene, you could hear the other conversation and you could see that everyone could hear it. And so there's a certain amount of, dang, I feel a little bit bad for Dwight. I should feel bad for Dwight. But Jim, Jim, on the other hand, is just going through his day and just just trying to get to the other side. He took this sales call. You know, he didn't maybe know that it was going to be a call that was going to be uh, somebody selling to him a bunch of paper. But he takes the call and apparently doesn't have a whole lot else to do. Or if we're really empathizing with Jim, we might take that and go. Maybe he is so busy and so stressed that every moment in which he can uh, create a little of his own entertainment is what gives him relief in his day. Now, if you can't see that as a possibility, 
you might be the problem. He might just be a total jerk. If you can't see that, you might be the problem. If if Jim is uh, going through this process and decides that he wants to actually buy paper, let's say he knows he needs to buy paper and he's looking for the best deal. He just set himself up to manipulate the heck out of Michael and Dwight. Why? He said, I'm going to buy a million dollars of your paper. Now, maybe like in, in this situation, what if he only wanted you know, $700,000 of paper? He's got a big business and he's, he just knows they're going to go through. I mean, that's a lot of paper. But he says, I think I'm going to buy a million dollars with your paper. But then he throws out the condition. Right now, he has manipulated this situation potentially to save himself some money. Why? He's like, what if? What if the uh, he says I'm not going to fire him? Well, then he's got leverage. He can say, well, look, okay, so he mistreated me. Uh, that we know, and I want you to make it right. Make it right somehow. And all of a sudden, the discount gets a discount. You ever known anybody who's been like that? Jim might have just been like that. You know, Jim also might have been genuinely hurt. Now, in this scene, we clearly can tell that he wasn't actually hurt because he was running through it. But in a scenario where it's real, you could imagine where if you were given the name and I, I don't, I doubt there's a, a, a Mr. Butlicker out there listening, uh, especially to this guy. But let's say there is, and there's a, you know, there's a Mr. Butlicker in the world. You've been dealing with this your whole life. The moment somebody says, really, Mr. Butlicker? All of a sudden, you're like, what this again from a salesman and you create this edge. I could see a scenario where Jim creates this edge of superiority of like, I've been fighting this my whole life. You are not going to hold me down because of my name. I could see that. And if you can't see that, you might be part of the problem. All right, let's move on to Dwight. Let's empathize with Dwight. Dwight is being tested by his supervisor. Oh my goodness. Have you ever if, if, in your life been tested by your supervisor in some way, whether you knew it or not? That's a tough situation to be in. And if you know you're being tested or you have this exam, um, if you're a student, you might have this issue with, with a teacher where you know you're about to get tested and it's going to happen publicly in front of them. It's not like I can go into my office and I can make this call. No, I got to do this all right here in front of my teacher, my supervisor right now. That is kind of a scary situation. So we could understand if Dwight felt a little bit of trepidation. Now, Dwight might not actually care if his boss thinks he's a good employee. There's that possibility. 
So maybe Dwight just doesn't care. If you can't see that, maybe you're part of the problem. Dwight also gets into this and he has one of those (laughs) weird emotional reactions when he hears the Mr. Butlicker. That is a moment where emotion can, it can betray us a little bit, right? Like, I don't want to laugh at that if that's really your name, but is that really your name? Because that's kind of funny. If you can't see that process in this scene, that moment of like, wait a second. Oh, it's clearly there. Go back and watch it again. He does that good pause. He actually did a really, from a therapeutic lens, he did a really good job of pausing between the emotion and the words. But he still asks the question, is, is, is that, is that what you're going to do? Really? And then you can feel bad for Dwight. Potentially, I could see a scenario where I would feel bad for him as soon as as soon as that emotion was triggered. And then all of a sudden, Jim reacts like, are you kidding me? Then Dwight shrinks down emotionally. He's he's like, oh, no, did I just screw that up? And then Michael chimes in, of course. Right. And so you see all this go on. It's pretty easy to empathize with Dwight in this scene. It's much easier probably for, for most of you to empathize with Dwight being put on the spot, being emotionally triggered with what seems like just really odd circumstances. And then at the end, when Michael makes the sale, but all he has to do is fire Dwight. All, and, and, you know, and the, whole, the, the whole scene is set up so that we could go, oh, no, don't, no, not Dwight. We can't lose Dwight. Why? Because that's good emotional manipulation. We now are caught in this game of, wait a minute, if Dwight's the victim. And if you can't see that this is designed to make you think and feel like Dwight is the victim, you might be part of the problem. And is Dwight actually the victim? I mean, it's an imaginary setup. So he's not actually the victim, although it does push some things kind of in a funny direction. But if you can't see those things, like you got to check yourself. Empathy is not easy, folks. All right, we're going to super quick. We're going to go through Michael. Michael's super easy here. Michael loves to be the hero. He loves to be in charge. He loves to be the boss. And he comes in. He's like, I'm going to fix you. He, he right from the beginning, right from the onset, he's coming in. He's coming in to be the rescuer straight up from the beginning. It's set up that way. And so what does he do? He's constantly correcting Dwight. Correct Dwight, correct Dwight. Because why? Because I'm the boss. My name's Michael. I'm the boss. And if you can't see that Michael carries an air of superiority, a little bit of narcissism in there, you might be part of the problem. Right? Only in this scenario 
It's reinforced. It's reinforced because, because when Jim says, I'm going to, I'm going to buy a million dollars worth of paper. Oh, then Michael's like, ah, confirmed. I am the guy. I am the best guy. And, and, and good old Dwight, you, you know, you, you know, you came along this journey and apparently didn't screw it up so bad. And then the condition was thrown down. And that put, pay attention to this. This is important. That put Michael in a position where he wants to be the savior, but he's got two things to save. He's, he's got the sale and he's got Dwight. And you can't save them both in this scenario, which means he has to acknowledge that in his position of superiority, it comes with some real challenges. And he struggles to reconcile that. If you can't see that, you might be part of the problem. As we went through this today, I I did this because it does a couple of things for us. Uh, Number one, we got to do our empathy training, our practical application on how to see things from different vantage points. Okay. And did I hit every vantage point perfectly? No, that's the beauty of empathy. It is imperfect. It's imperfect. Some of you out there are going to see some things that I didn't point out. Point them out, please. Join me on Rumble, YouTube, wherever it is that you're listening and write a comment. Well, Jeremiah, you kind of missed this whole big piece over here or this piece over here. Great. Empathy isn't about being perfect. It's about looking at things multiple directions, getting a fuller picture so that when we do make decisions, we are making more informed and intentional decisions. When we are connecting, we are connecting in deeper, more loving and intimate ways. That's what we want. That's what empathy is designed to do. So my hope for all of you is that you got that empathy training. The other piece that we we sort of weaseled in here was over this week, I talked about the manipulation. And I, I'm really fortunate. I don't actually know how it happened that I came across this particular scene at this particular time. I mean, I was looking, but I didn't look very hard. I got lucky. I'm not going to lie. I got a little bit lucky, but it spoke directly to how anger is used to manipulate. In this situation, Jim used his anger to manipulate Michael in order to get Dwight fired. At least that's what he was attempting to do. That is anger being used as a manipulation tool. But remember, he spurred up the anger and the fear in Michael to begin with. So he matched the anger at the end, at least in impression, But what he was doing was bouncing from emotion to emotion to emotion to emotion, just like I talked about in the podcast the other day. And he took Michael on this ride. And in this situation, the manipulation of Dwight was simply a product to get him to manipulate Michael. Michael's the one who got angry. He got angry at Dwight. 
He got angry at Dwight again. He got angry at Dwight again. He told Dwight, you can't do that. Dwight, stop doing that. Dwight, stop. And then he said, fire Dwight. And Michael just got done saying, stop, stop, stop. And now he's got this real dilemma. He just got played. And so this worked out perfectly for me in that way too. I hope, I hope this was helpful. Thank you so much for joining us. Remember the anger and the fear. Those are not your friends. Those are masks for the other emotions. You got to deal with the other emotions. Thank you so much for joining us. Have a great day. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Take a look at the details of our podcast for links to our website and other helpful information.